Hey, everybody. Welcome again to Fellowship of the Rockies, and we are so glad you have joined us. Uh, whether you're viewing this from, from your apartment, from your home, uh, wherever you are, we're just so thankful that you have taken time uh, to tune in, to click in, to check in, and to celebrate Christmas along with us. Listen, we, I know this is like totally different. I'm, st I'm even up here preaching and talking in like an empty room with just the worship team and our tech team. And I'm still expecting those doors to open and thousands of people begin to flood in because it just seems so different this year. We're used to being like at the event center, right? To where there's like thousands of candles being lit. And now today we're scattered out. Well, we're scattered out everywhere. And we're viewing this whether it's with our family, whether it's with our friends, or maybe, maybe you're alone somewhere and you're viewing this. And I just want to tell you that this is a different year. I want to talk to you tonight as we just look at this subject and as we get ready to, to light candles together in a few moments, I just want to talk to you about the year that we've had and then the year that, that Christ was born because you know what? When you look at that, there are several similarities in that. When you look at this, you look at that sometimes God interrupts our plans and all of our plans in 2020 have been interrupted. fact is, here while back, the, the Washington Post ran an article and, and they asked for viewers and readers' responses, and they said in one word, would you just write one word and, and like text it in, email it in, how would you sum up the year 2020? And, not, and words came flying in, and they used words like exhausting and lost and chaotic and relentless, surreal, surreal a limbo, heartbreaking, nightmare, broken dreams, stifling. I think if it was me, and I sent my word in, it would just simply be like one word, interruptions. It seems like everything we know is being interrupted. It doesn't seem like anything's the same. Our plans are being interrupted. Our, our, our desires sometimes, our dreams are being interrupted. It seems like no matter what, where we go, it seems like there's one interruption after another. And I don't know if you're like me, but I hate interruptions. I'm the type of person where... I want to have everything planned out. I want to have my day scheduled. I want my plan, my week scheduled, my month scheduled. I hate interruptions. I heard the story about a man. He hated interruptions as well. And, and so he had a, a medical problem and his wife took him to the ER and, and uh, he needed an appendectomy, a, a minor surgery. And he had surgery. He came out of surgery. And for whatever reason, uh, the doctor said, we need to keep you overnight. And so since it was a simple surgery and he seemed like he was doing well, uh, his wife went home and the next morning she returned to pick him up and she went on to the floor where his room was and she looked at his nurse as she was going to his room and says, how's my husband? And she looked at the nurse, looked back at her and, with a glean and kind of and said, you know what, your husband is in critical con condition. And, to, and, 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 and then very quickly before the lady panicked too much, she came back and said, your husband's in critical condition and what what I mean by that is he's critical of everything. He's critical of the doctors. He's critical of the hospital. He's critical of the nurses. He's critical of the food. Your husband does not like interruptions, and maybe you feel like that. And maybe you don't like interruptions, and a result of that, maybe you have been critical this year because this year has gone anything the way that we have planned. And when you look at these words that, that people sit into the Washington Post, you realize that these are words that we have used in 2020, but these same words could be used at the first Christmas when Jesus was born. Exhausting and lost and 
chaotic and surreal and relentless and in limbo and heartbreaking and nightmare and broken dreams and, and stifling and, and political unrest. It was chaotic times in their time when Jesus was born. When you look at interrupting your plans, Jesus' birth, for sure, interrupted King Herod's plans. See, King Herod, he wanted political power. He wanted everybody to worship him politically. And all of a sudden, King Herod hears of this Messiah, Jesus, and he was worried that people were going to worship him and not worship uh, and worship, worship King Herod. And then, and then you look at the shepherds, and the shepherds, they just wanted a quiet night, just with their sheep, just a quiet night. You look at the religious leaders of their days, their plans were interrupted. They, wanted, they really wanted this king. They were expecting this king to come that would give them political power. They, they believed that was the way, was political power to, to get them out from under uh, Roman rule and Roman uh, oppression. Then you look at the innkeepers. The innkeepers, they, no room was left. They didn't even expect what was taking place. And then, and then you look at Mary and Joseph. And they were young and they were engaged and, and they were making wedding plans and they wanted to get married. They wanted to start a family. They had their whole life mapped out. And Mary and Joseph probably would have used the word interruption. An angel said to Mary and Joseph that three things were going to happen, that you're going to be pregnant before your wedding day, and Joseph is not the father. It's going to be a virgin birth, and by the way, the baby is the Messiah. The baby is God, and, and their plans were interrupted. And Maybe this last year, you would sum up your year as being interrupted, and so what do you do when your plans have been interrupted? How do you handle that? Because that's really the question. I, I will never forget, in February of, of this year, I was actually in Israel. I was leading a group. Karen and I were leading a group and, and through, through, the, through, um, through Israel. And so we got up one morning and loaded up in the bus, and it was a big day. We were headed into Bethlehem. And everybody was like excited. We could not wait to get to Bethlehem. We were going to go to the stable, the place where Jesus was born, and we are going to see a bunch of the sights, and, and we could not wait. And so on the way to Bethlehem, our guide, my ear, gets a, gets a phone call. And so you could tell that the phone call was, was serious. And what we didn't realize is our plans were being interrupted. There was, a, there was an uprising or there was a, a fight or whatever in, in Bethlehem. And as a result of that, they closed the borders. And my ear turned to me and says, I'm so sorry, we're not going to be able to get into Bethlehem. He said, I'll schedule lunch somewhere. We'll have to make a detour. I'll schedule lunch. And, and um, he got on the phone and he scheduled lunch. And then, then he looked over at me and he says, so what would you like to do instead? I mean, we have time. We need to add a site. And I go, well... There's one site that's not on your list, and that is the Valley of Elah. That's where David and Goliath fought. I says, I would really like to be able to get our team in there. Do you think you could do that to where we could go to the field where, where, the, where the battle took place? And my heir looked at me and says, done, I can do that. We went and we had lunch together as a group. I mean, it was the best lunch we had. It was amazing. And then from there, we went to, we went to the Valley of Elah, and we spent a lot of time out in that field. It was just us, and, and it was amazing. And for me, it was one of the high points of our, of our tour in Israel. I mean, it was like God did something in the midst of that. You see, here's what I'm learning. Many times when God interrupts our life, he interrupts our life to get our attention. 
He interrupts our life to say something to us. And I'm not saying all interruptions are of God. God is not the author of evil. And some plans are, are interrupted because we've messed things up or somebody else has messed up. But when, when, when God interrupts your plans, it's because he's planning a God moment in your life. It's because maybe he wants to get your attention. Maybe he wants to speak to you in a special way. And maybe, maybe you're one of those people that have said, you know what, in 2020, I've seen God differently. In 2020, I've, drawn, I've grown closer to God, closer to family, closer to friends. And maybe you can already look back on 2020 and see some things that have come out of 2020 where God has pulled you closer. Here, here's the Christmas story and, and how God interrupted Mary and Joseph's life. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. It said, The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what, what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son. And they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's, Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. Mary and Joseph were completely obedient in the interruptions in their life. I want to give you three things that we need to kind of hang on to in this Christmas season when God interrupts our plans. The first thing is this, is, is he is reminding you that he is God. When he interrupts your plans, when he interrupts my plans, he is simply reminding us that he is in control and that he is God. Verse 18 again, it says, the birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. Many times God uses interruptions to get our attention. Why? So that we'll, we'll focus on him. We'll realize that he is God and we are not and we need him. When God interrupted Mary and Joseph's plans, it was with an angel announcing it, an angel telling him what was about ready to happen. And the angel was reminding him that even though I'm interrupting your plans, I want you to know, Emmanuel, God is with you. And that God is with you in the moments of, of, of interruptions in life. And the angel said, this is what's going to happen. And you're going to be the father and the mother of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And God is coming to earth in human form. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never heard an angel speak. I've never really even seen an angel. And we don't really need an angel to speak to us because we can hear directly from God. And that's why we have his word, and that's why we life journal, and that's why we read his word, because through his word we can hear directly from him. And sometimes God says, I just, I just want you to listen to me. And it takes, it takes an interruption. I have a, I have a granddaughter that, that if, if she wants your attention, she's going to get your attention. 
And she'll try several times to try to get your attention. And if she doesn't, all of a sudden she's going to ask you a question. It's a famous question for her. And she'll look at you and say, why are you not answering me? And you better answer her because she is going to interrupt to get your attention. And listen, sometimes, sometimes God is asking us, why are you not listening to me? And sometimes it takes an interruption. Sometimes it takes an interruption in your life, and sometimes it takes an interruption in my life. Have you ever ever realized that sometimes our plans don't go the way we planned? It seemed like a good idea at the time, and that it ended in like a dead end or a problem or a disaster, or we realized we should have thought it through a little bit more. I mean, that, that happened to me just, just a few nights ago. Uh, my wife's birthday is also in December. It's December the 20th. And, and, uh, and so I have to be careful when I get her gifts because they're in their house. They're, she's going to not only find them, but she's probably going to open them ahead of time. And so normally I have her gifts delivered to like an undisclosed, undisclosed location. And so, but this time, you know what? I made a mistake, and I clicked the wrong thing. I thought it was being delivered store to store, and I'd pick it up at a store here in town. And, um, but I must have clicked the wrong box. It was my fault. And so I was down in my home office, and I'm working in my home office, and the ring doorbell goes off, and I thought, oh, I'll check it. And so I checked it, and there's the FedEx guy standing at the door with her gift, and she's home with her gift, and it's not wrapped. It's not in a box. It's just totally exposed. I took off running as fast as I could up the stairs, came to the door, flew the door open. I shocked the FedEx guy because I just said, thank you. I grabbed it, and I just continued to run because I knew I knew she's home and she's coming. And so I, I ran a, around to the garage. I opened the garage door. The garage door's coming up. The FedEx guy's kind of la- laughing. He's making his way to his truck. And so I am, like, stuffing the, the package in the back of my truck in the garage all of a sudden, here the FedEx guy yell, "Look out! She's coming! She's coming!" I'm like, "You block her! You know, take her out! Don't let it that happen." And sometimes, listen, sometimes, sometimes the way we have planned things, it doesn't always turn out the way we have planned. Many times, when God interrupts our plans, it is to get our attention. The second thing is this: is He is reminding us when we when He interrupts our plans to trust Him. He just simply reminded us. This is what he's doing in the story, verse 20. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine the faith? Can you imagine the faith that it took for Joseph to trust God? Can you imagine if you were in that situation? I mean, Joseph had already considered these things. Joseph had already decided, but God's trying to get his attention. God's trying to teach him, trust me. Joseph had already decided what he's going to do. He's going to secretly, like, break up with her. And we know that because there's a phrase in there, and it's, it's, it's only one word in the Greek, but it's several in the English language, and it says, do not be afraid. When you look at that Greek word in the Greek language, uh, you realize that word means to, to flee, to be terrified, to be petrified, to get away. See, Joseph thought he could solve his dilemma his own way, but God intervened and spoke to Joseph. Can, can you imagine the, the faith that Mary had to have 
to trust him and to follow to him. Listen, let me tell you something. Many times, God interruptions in our life challenges us. And it's reminding because sometimes it's not the easy road. Sometimes it's not the easiest answer. And he's challenging us and he's helping us and he's teaching us. You, you need to trust him. That, that's why he said, Emmanuel, God with you. Mary and Joseph, God is, God is going to be with you. Every time God interrupts our plans, man, we have to ask ourselves a, a question. Are, are, are we going to trust him or, or does God know, know better or do we know better? Do we really know what makes us happy or does God know what makes us happy? The third and the last thing is this. When God interrupts our plans, he's reminding you that Christianity is something that you live. Christianity, listen, I'm just telling you, Christianity is something that you live. Religion, it's just something that you do. Religion is just some facts and some things that you believe. But Christianity, see, Christianity totally different. Christianity is something that you and I live and Many times in life, it takes an interruption from God to interrupt our daily plans, our weekend plans, our evening plans, or maybe even our plans for a year. I wonder. I wonder in 2020, God's just trying to get the world's attention. And many times when God interrupts our plans, there's a God moment if you will look for them. That, that's what happened to us in Israel. It's one of my fondest memories of Israel is when God interrupted our plans see, so many times. We think, we think well, life revolves around us. God, when are you going to answer my plans? When are you going to take away my hurt? When are you going to take away my pain? I don't want to suffer. I don't want to struggle. And so many times we've made it about us, but interruptions help us to understand that guess what? Life is not about us. It's about God's plan in the midst, in the middle of our life. When God interrupted Joseph's life in the midst of his plan, he said, verse 23, See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. Maybe, maybe this year, maybe this Christmas Eve, before you light that candle and be reminded of Jesus Christ coming into the world, maybe you just need to be reminded God is with you. If you know him and you have a relationship with him, that God is with us. See, Joseph had to decide if he's going to live for God or if he's going to live for himself. One of the reasons that we trust him is because God is in control and he sees the beginning and the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He sees everything. He sees where we're headed. He sees what's coming. He sees the detours. He sees the 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 He sees it all. God helped me to understand this many years ago. One of my favorite memories of Pueblo uh, is just the parade of lights. There's something about Christmas lights that I just love. Every year we would go and still do go to the parade of lights. One year, we were renting some office space in the Thatcher building while the church was being finalized. And, and so the parade of lights uh, was happening. And so I realized that my office window overlooked the parade route. So I told my girls about it, and they, they invited some friends, and we got some hot chocolate. And we went up to the fifth floor of the Thatcher building, and, and we opened the windows so we could hear the noise and we could hear the music. And, and we started watching the parade. And here's the amazing thing. It's the, it's the first time I'd ever seen a parade like that. See, before I could only see a parade on like the street level. And all I could see is the float that is coming by. 
I didn't know how much longer the parade was. I didn't know what float was coming next. I didn't know what was coming. All I could see is just right in front of me at Street View. We live life at Street View, but not God. When I was on the fifth floor of the Thatcher building, we could see everything. It was amazing. We talked about that. We could see the floats that were coming. We could see how much longer the parade was going to last. And at one point of the parade, we could, see the, we could see the beginning and we could see the end. We could see it all. See, the reason, the reason we trust him is God doesn't operate at Street View. God sees the beginning and the end. The worship team is going to come up and going to join us as we get ready in just a few minutes to, to light candles. And, and I, I just want you to know, Emmanuel, God is with us. There's a, there's a popular Christian song that's, that's real popular around Christmas time that every time I hear the song, it just, it, honestly, it just kind of bothers me. The title of the song is just simply this, Mary, Did You Know? In other words, Mary, Did You Know? Did you know that you were giving birth to the Savior, that one day he'd walk on water and he would heal the blind and he would go to the cross for the forgiveness of our sin? And this song asks over and over and over this question, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? See, I, I believe that may be the wrong question to the wrong person. The question for us is this, do you know? Charlie, do you know? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Do you know? Do you know Him as your personal Lord and Savior? See, if you'd like to accept Him, there's really only three things you need to know about Jesus to make the decision to, to accept Him. And maybe this year in 2020, it's been like one interruption after another. And I don't know what's caused you to click in and to watch this online but I do know this God wants to minister to you only three things that you need to know to accept him the first thing is this is Jesus Christ was sinless he was perfect he came to this earth fully God and fully man he lived a perfect life Jesus Christ, sinless. Second thing about this is he's sovereign. He's in control. He sees the beginning and the end of the parade. He's the alpha and the mega. He's in control of the interruptions in life because he wants to communicate something to us. And even when we go through difficult times and even when we go through hard times, we can trust him. Why, Emmanuel, God is with us. He is sinless. He is sovereign. And the last thing in this is he is the Savior. And Jesus grew up and, and he went to the cross. And after living a perfect life, he was a perfect sacrifice. And he took on our sin, my sin, and your sin. And he was crucified. And on the third day, he rose again to the right hand of the Father, imperishable. 
And the scripture teaches that if we will accept him, that he's sinless, he's sovereign, and he's our savior, that we can have eternal life. And one day we will be raised imperishable with him. Simply means to live for eternity in heaven with him. Maybe you've never accepted him. I, our prayer, all this that we have done of lighting candles and singing Christmas carols has been about Jesus Christ. And our prayer is that if you don't know him, that you would accept him. If you want someone to talk to right now, all you have to do if you're watching this uh, live is click at the top of your screen, live prayer, and a prayer partner will meet you in a virtual chat room. And they'll, they'll, they'll answer your questions. They will minister to you. If you're not watching this live and it's on demand, you, you can still go up to the top of the screen, fill out a connect card, give us your name and phone number, contact information, let us know the decision that you've made, and they will get in touch with you. But maybe right now before we light candles, because more important than lighting a candle is making a decision to follow him. Let me lead you in a prayer if you would like to follow him. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your love and we thank you for your grace. Lord, we just thank you for the power of your name. And Lord, I pray for those that need to just accept you. Would they just simply pray this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I know that I'm in need of a relationship with you and forgiveness for my sins. So I'm asking you to the very best of my ability to forgive me of my sins. Give me the gift of eternal life. And the Lord, I'm going to I'm going to find a Bible-believing church and I'm going to learn what it means to follow you. And maybe tonight you already know him. And maybe you just need to be reminded, Emmanuel, God is with us. Let me just pray for you. Father, would you just remind us that you are with us as believers. And where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And he is sovereign and he is in control. And Father, I pray for those listening and watching that you would give them peace and you'd give them comfort. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.